Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning into the 30 Days of Miracles podcast. I'm Felicia Michelle, and I will be sharing personal experiences and miracles in my life, as well as walking through biblical miracles in scripture. We'll take a look how God uses people in the delivery of miracles and how you can be a part of it, how you can be present and available to encounter or be a part of miracles by learning to listen and converse with God. So becoming kingdom-minded, encountering his presence and kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So today for day 19 of this series, I am going to talk about a little bit of miraculous healing. So all the way down to the level of cells. So at the cellular level, I could say, and how God did something that mer- that the doctors even said, that's impossible unless it was a miracle and I don't believe in miracles. Ugh, <laughs> gotta laugh every time. Anyway, I'd love to share the story with you today. So let's get going. Sometime in my 20s, I had walked into a doctor's office and some stuff kind of uh, concerned them. So I had some cellular changes inside of me and they were worried, without getting too deep in TMI, they were worried about cancer and there were some bad cells, okay? And so they had me come in again and I think it was just a regular checkup. But like a girly checkup that I hadn't had in a long time. I'm supposed to do this every so often. And I just don't do them very often. So they were like, okay, you need to come in for a biopsy. We're going to cut out a section and really actually examine it. And I was like, oh. And they were like, you have abnormal cells. And here's the numbers. Like, whatever. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I pray about it. And I'm like can you just supernaturally heal me? I just thought, you know, he's going to heal me. (laughs) I don't know. It's crazy. I can't explain it. Why it keeps like why he does every time. That's the thing. I'm like, I know he doesn't every time, but sometimes and a lot of times he does. So only he can tell you, right? Like serves a purpose. And I think a lot of my miracles, the purpose they serve is I can share them with others. And so maybe that's just why it's not like, he doesn't have favorites. So there's things he's working out and doing. And I have yet to still do the major things he has me do. I can't be getting cancer. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm also super healthy. So it doesn't make sense. But anyway, so they, you know, we're talking about this biopsy and they're looking at my numbers and I go back in and the doctor tells me we don't have to do this other thing that we're supposed to do because everything turned up normal. This is crazy because I've had two tests and then apparently it's a concern. And then he's like, but I mean, that's impossible because I mean, that would like take a miracle. Nobody like, you don't have like these numbers and then nothing. So the doctor says, and so I say, okay, well, so I mean, what am I, do I need to come in or like what? what are you trying to say here? Like you're saying it's impossible, but you said I'm fine. And then I don't have any cancerous cells anymore. And he's like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying, but it's impossible unless it was a miracle. And I don't believe in miracles. That's literally verbatim what he said to me. And I was like, okay, so, so it's a miracle then. (laughs) 
absolute refusal to believe is amazing sometimes because it's like you just out of your own mouth how do you how is there like cognitive like dissonance there's like how is there like I don't know what I don't even know what I want to say because it's like how do how does that how do you make that connection like how do you resolve that internal like intellectual conflict there and like you know there's no other explanation it must be a miracle that's impossible and I was like well how often do people you know, how often does this happen? Like, and he's like, it doesn't. So, okay. Well, it sounds to me like what you're saying is you're going to have to modify what you believe to account for this because it is a miracle. <laughs> like you're telling me it doesn't happen and it's impossible. So you're going to have to like, either tell me you do have cancer cells now or a miracle happened. Like, what do you, what, do I need to come in? No. Okay thank you for telling me that I had a miracle without telling. How do you tell someone they had a miracle without telling them they had a miracle? You know, that whole like thing that trends right now. How do you blah, 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 without blah, blah, blah. So tell me this without telling me this. That's what it is. So anyway, that's what happened to me. Very short story, right? But it's just crazy because yeah, it hasn't come back. I've had perfect numbers ever since. So he took away abnormal cells in my body that I didn't have any other explanation or like treatment for I didn't even do a natural treatment for it which I would totally do I just prayed and he took it away (laughs) so I think what example parallels my experience really well is in Luke 17 11 through 19 it's the healing of the 10 lepers in the New Testament right so it's just crazy because like I said the doctor you know, told me I was cured despite their disbelief in miracles, right? (laughs) It was truly remarkable. And in the same way, what happens with Jesus and these lepers is truly remarkable. These lepers cried out to Jesus for mercy, okay? Jesus instructed them to go show themselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. However, only one of the lepers, a Samaritan, returned to Jesus to thank him, acknowledge the miracle. And I hit on this before, I'm just going to use this story because it it really does parallel nicely with this. And, you know, one, one, one of the lepers, the Samaritan, he's the one that acknowledges the miracle, right? It's kind of like that doctor. It's just too similar, right? The doctor didn't acknowledge it, but he did, didn't he? So like in this situation with the doctor, when he did, he's like saying, I don't believe, but it did happen. (laughs) And yeah, and then the lepers were cleansed and declared cured. You know, it's it's curious because you're like, did was it just one or was it all of them, right? Because only one comes back to thank him and acknowledge it. And so, you know, we both declared, right, we're cured. And and the doctors declared it, even though they don't attribute it to being a miracle, yet it was, and yet they knew it was, right? So I don't know, I think both, you know, stories highlight the power of faith and prayer, even in the face of skepticism, right? And the cancer cells was like a modern day example of God's miraculous healing in response to just the man, the blessing and the miracle of faith, the blessing of faith that I have from him and just prayer and trust. And it was the same way with these lepers. Cause it's like, they just, the one that came back, I feel like is like the one who, is like, yeah, I totally trust in you. I believe you. Whether they believed before 
truly or not, right? When they're crying out for mercy, in the end, that one is like, yeah, man, you healed me. Thank you. You know, and, and that belief, it's almost like, I wonder, I still wonder, like, did the ones that didn't believe or thank him or acknowledge him, did they still actually get healed? Or was it like, you know, like, what does that look like? How did that look going forward? I just have so many questions about that, like how it was moving forward through that, right? So I want to turn to Luke 17 real quick. Let me do this real quick because I want to read that to you because I want to talk about when they, I want to actually read it to you. So now it happened on verse 11 of Luke 17. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then he entered a certain village where he met, oh, sorry, excuse me, there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood far off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. So they know who Jesus is, right? Just like the doctor knew who Jesus was. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed because they moved forward in the faith. And I mentioned that on another episode, but one of them, you know, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. So that's where I'm like, what what happened? His faith made him well. Well, so what about those other ones? You know, I'm like, that's just just the questions that come after that. Like, is it that his faith made him well? And he's like reaffirming him, right? And then yet the other ones don't get to come back and know, you know, and don't get that affirmation. Like, don't get like that confirmation, right? Hey, it's, it's our faith that made us well. And so our faith can make us well again, right? And are they, were they, were they cleansed and were they healed forever going forward? You know, like did another thing afflict them? And because they didn't really know it was about their faith, they thought they had to have Jesus present right there in the flesh. And because he's not present in the flesh, they can't experience the miracle that they need in the future. Like, that's kind of what I wonder. Like, are they, they're still sick, even if they don't have leprosy, because they're going to have some other thing go wrong. And so often in our times, in our lives now, it's like, why do we, we, we have Jesus. We don't need him in the flesh. We have him inside of us living and his heart pumping, right? Like, you know, when I was little, his heart's pumping in my heart, but we have the Holy Spirit and, and, it, and Jesus even said the same power that lives in that, that rose me from the dead lives in you. Right. I don't remember that exactly, but that was it. <laughs> and, you know, he also said, I'll leave you greater works you'll do, you know, than I, and it didn't mean like more, more amazing. I mean, like greater in number, but that, you know, when he left and go through acts and all the miracles and his disciples. And he's like, you're going to do more things than I, you're 12 and I'm one. And you know, the Holy spirit will work through you just like, you know, doing the things just like I did. So we don't need a physical person to lay hands on us. We don't need a physical Jesus in front of us because he's still alive. He's risen and he's alive. And he left us the Holy spirit, same spirit that was in him to minister to us and to give us power but it's still not our power, it's his. And 
we can still be healed by our faith. And so, you know, by God. So I wanted to leave you with that. It's so important to understand and be encouraged by. And Jesus says in verse 20, when the Pharisees asked him when the kingdom of God would come, he answered him and he says, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. And man, these are the kind of the verses I just want to leave you with out of Saint Blah. Saint, ah, and man, these are the verses I just want to leave you with out of the same chapter because the kingdom of God is in you. He and you are not a little god, but His power is His. It's almost like bestowed upon you or loaned to you so that it glorifies Him. And He said to the disciples, "The days will come when you will desire to see one." Of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, Look here, look there, do not go after them or follow them. For as a light, lightning that flashes out of one part of, under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. I'm just reading through this. It's so crazy. Like, just, it's, I would go through and read all of Luke 17. I would just read all the Gospels because there's so much power here. And Jesus just keeps talking about Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah and Noah. And he talks about the rapture. And verse 33, whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, in that night, there will be two men in one bed. Speaking about the rapture, okay? The one will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together. The one will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in the field. The one will be taken and the other left. There's some debate about the rapture, but uh, I think if you read and take into account all the verses, it's clear people are going to be taken away. Wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. So some powerful stuff here. I just, just, there's so many words of Jesus and I'm going to let you go back to Luke 17 and read them and be encouraged because I mean, it's amazing and goodness gracious. If you want God to increase your faith, Jesus even says in verse six, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say this to the mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. <laughs> amazing right just amazing Ugh. by your faith you are healed or you have you know you're healed your faith has made you well kingdom of god is within you so i hope you take those verses be encouraged and just pray for more faith if you need it he does grant that and he gives that as a gift freely to you all right until next time be well